Hey, welcome everyone. This is Triple A Uncensored. I'm your host, Allie G, along with my two beautiful co-hosts, Allie K and Ashley M. In this podcast, we are going to discuss the struggles that we face in life as women and how we navigate through them, whether this be relationships, parenting, beauty, health, fitness, and so much more. If you feel like your life is, at times, a shit show like ours, we welcome you to join us on this journey. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to episode six. Um, This is Allie G here today. I'm stealing Allie K's solo Sunday since she's enjoying a weekend away in one of my favorite cities. I'm super jealous, but I hope she's having the best time. But anyway, my counselor recommended that I should share my story um, regarding domestic violence since sadly it's a relatable topic and maybe it could help someone going forward. These stories are stories that only a few people know about um, and probably there's things I don't even know if I told anyone that I'm going to mention here today. Um, But I hope the other people involved in this situation never listen to this podcast. There's a chance that someone they know will listen and will pass the information along. So I want to preface this by saying that there's three sides to every story. And in this case, there's my side, there's their side, and there's the truth. I would say my side and the truth are the same, but I'm just saying they could think differently and they may have told people differently. So we're just going to say like there's three sides and I'm just going to share mine. Um, We obviously experience these things differently and we probably recall them differently. So I just want to share through my eyes what I witnessed and went through. This might actually have to be a two-part episode because I was in two very different toxic relationships, and I'm not sure how much I can handle explaining today, and I also don't know how short I could keep it without including the important parts. Um, They were toxic in different ways, but this was the one where it was like major domestic violence. Um, I would say this started out when I was like 19 or 20. I can't remember how old I was, but I met a guy at a beer garden where, yes, surprise, surprise, I was underage drinking. Um, I had never seen him before. He looked quite a bit older than I was, but he was very handsome and he caught my eye right away. So we talked and we danced a bit and he ended up reaching out to me the next day. And well, that's when some of the worst years of my life started. Things were good for a while. Um, even though I had heard terrible things about this guy, he had been married before to someone who I had mutual friends with and I heard some bad things, but I had not witnessed anything and rumors in a small town spread and they change constantly. So I just wasn't sure what all to actually believe. Um, I wish I could pinpoint the time in our relationship that things started going south, but honestly, it's somewhat of a blur now. Um, We were probably good for like a solid year, maybe even 
a little more, or at least I wasn't finding out things in that period of time. So I wouldn't say things were great. There was probably things going on I didn't know about, but in my eyes, things were pretty good. Um, one day I was cleaning our kitchen and I opened a cabinet to like declutter some, like throw some stuff away. And I found a box that had glass bottles and syringes and needles. Um, and they didn't have labels, but from things I had heard and some research I did, I quickly found out that it was steroids. So I confronted the guy about it and I was told it's no big deal. He said he only uses them every couple months to help him stay in shape or stay big or whatever it was. I don't, whatever excuse he used. Um, I don't know exactly how the conversation went, but basically I was told just to forget about it. And I had just started radiology school. So this was like a big no-no for me, knowing about someone using prescription steroids that weren't theirs and using them for the wrong reasons. But I was just so in love with this dude that I let it go. Um, and that's when I started really noticing the anger issues and the lying and things were starting to not add up. Like, first off, I found out he lied for almost a year about having a brother who was overseas in Iraq serving in the military. And like, who even makes something like that up? You, I don't care how many brothers you have. Why would you make that up? I guess maybe it was like a sob story, but me being me, I'm like, well, let's get hit. Oh, he even, I was going to say what he told me the guy's name was, but that would kind of give some more insight on who I'm talking about. But I was like, you know, like, let's get his address. Let's find out where he's stationed. Let's send him like um, a goodie box, you know, some letters from home. And he's like, no, I don't have much. I don't talk to him much, blah, blah, blah. And so I even asked his mom, I'm like, hey, like, where is so-and-so stationed? And she was like, who? And I'm like, yeah, so-and-so. And she was like, I, I don't know who you're talking about. And I was like, you know, your, your son. <laughs> and she was like, I don't have a son named that. And I was like, well, so-and-so told me you did. She's like, no, are you sure? And so like when I confronted him about that, he was like, you're making this up. And I'm like, what? how did I just pull this story out of my ass? I, I'm saying this because you told me this. And he's like, no, I didn't. You're making this up, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, um, then we went on or I went on a family vacation with my parents and Allie Kay to Florida. And while we were gone, I hacked his Facebook account because I had bad feelings. I was paranoid. And sure enough, I caught him talking to many different girls. He had made plans to hang out with them and all of that stuff. And then I hacked his AT&T account. And don't ask me how I know how to do all this. When a girl needs answers, she will figure out how to get those answers. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. Like she'll figure it out. And I found um, like all these calls to girls like all hours of the night. And I even looked back further in the records proving that he had been talking to other girls basically the entire time we were together. So I spent that entire vacation just like sick to my stomach, crying every night about a dude who did not even deserve me. But if you've ever been young and dumb and in a toxic relationship, you know how much I thought that I needed him. Like I thought I could not live without him. He was my soulmate, you know. 
fast forward, we come home and I go to talk to him with plans of packing my stuff up and moving back home. But somehow in that conversation, he manipulated me and he gaslit me enough to make me think that I was the one doing something wrong in this relationship. And that's why he was seeking attention elsewhere. So I like begged him to let me try again to make him happy. I was confident that things were going to be better and this was going to be a story of the past. And there were some more good times after this, but definitely at that point, there was going to be more bad times than good going forward. Um, So I came home from work one night and I went to change the sheets, like to wash the ones that were on there. And I pulled the comforter down and there was like clumps of long, dark hair. And I had short bleach blonde hair at the time. So obviously it wasn't mine. And side note, I was grossed out because like there was like clumps of this dark hair. So like he had to have pulled this girl's hair (laughs) very hard. And anyway, that's besides the point. Um, Within like less than an hour, without even asking him about it, because I knew he was going to lie anyway, um, I had found out when someone had been there, who it was, and they slept there with my boyfriend in the bed that we shared every night, probably while I was gone at work or something like that, because I I mean, I lived there, so I wasn't gone like many nights. This had to have happened while I was at work that day. So you want to know what I did? I washed the sheets, put sheets back on the bed, and I went to bed. I mean, I threatened the girl. I called her and asked her, like, why the fuck she would do that. She told her she was a homewrecking whore. You know, blamed all of it on her and not on the original problem. Um, I said nothing to the guy. And I just moved on from it. Like, how toxic. It's like I was brainwashed into thinking that I did not deserve better than that. Also, I want to add, before I get to the next few parts, this dude fought people every time we went out. He was so constantly aggressive and rude and crazy. And he was getting into fights and just not a good deal. We would just, like, never have a peaceful night out together. And he made me crazy. I mean, I know I was doing crazy, psychotic things. I would catch him like with other, talking to other girls and I would try fighting the girl. It's just completely ridiculous. So, um, so the next issue was I went out to dinner with some girls I was working with at the time. And I told my significant other, like, where we were going, what the plan was, etc. I told him that we might go to the winery after and hang out. And then we might come back home, maybe have a bonfire. It was supposed to rain, I think. So, um, I was like, this was a maybe. Well, apparently, he gathered supplies while we were gone for this bonfire that I said we might have, weather permitting, meaning we also might not. I didn't expect him to set anything up. I didn't ask him to do anything. It was just an idea that I had mentioned. So we got to the winery. Some of his friends were there. um, And I was like, hey, since y'all are here, you should call so-and-so and and have him come out here too. Like, that would be so much fun. And when he caught word that I was there, like when one of the friends called him, 
he flipped out. He started texting me um, saying that like he was home setting all this stuff up for me and I ditched out and went to the winery without him, even though I was telling people to invite him and, you know, um, and so he was like, you need to come get your shit out of my house. You're a whore. Um, I'm done with you. Keep in mind, this man had already cheated on me numerous times and is now calling me a whore because I'm with three other girls I work with at a winery where his friends are, which I told them to call to please get him to come. So my night was like quickly ruined by all the phone calls and the text. So I rushed home and one of the girls I was with, she didn't want me going home alone with the things that he was saying to me. But my boyfriend, at the t- he literally said it, that if she showed up with me, that he would kill her. Because I was like, so-and-so is going to come with me to get my things. And he was like, no, I, l- I will kill her. I'll shoot her. And she was still adamant um, that she was not letting me go alone with the way he was acting because we knew what he was capable of. And I talked to her and I was like, you know, I don't think he would ever hurt me. And she agreed to sit in her car down the road with the windows down so she could listen for me, like, just in case. And when I got there, he was throwing my dresser drawers out into the front yard. He had thrown, like, all my makeup and my hair tools out. There was clothes everywhere, like, my underwear all over the front yard on display. So I walk in, and he automatically, like, got in my face and started screaming bloody murder. I was almost in shock. So instead of, like, crying or trying to leave... (laughs) I just laughed. I was nervous and I didn't know what to do. And honestly, it was kind of funny that he was reacting this way for absolutely no reason at all. I had done nothing wrong. And so when I laughed, he was like, you think this is fucking funny? And then he punched the flat screen TV that was right by my head and it broke it in half. And when I say I think, I think I said my flat screen TV. And so when I say my things, it's because they were, this guy didn't have a pot to piss in. I purchased everything nice in that home that we had. Um, well, I wouldn't even call it a home. It was a trailer that he had bought from his parents, I think. And it was on their land. So like, I wouldn't call it much of a home. Um, it was just something that I guess passed on to him or I don't know, whatever. Um, And I'm not saying trailers aren't homes. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying this specific place was not what I would call a home. Um, All he had was a cool truck, cool in his eyes. And that's what he dumped all his money into, like jacking it up, powder coating things, big wheels, tires, you know, whatever. So He takes off storming down the trailer towards the bedroom. He grabs a kitchen chair on the way and he throws it across the room, throws it at me. Um, And I start to realize in this moment that he might actually hurt me tonight. So instead of grabbing anything, I decided it's best if I just leave. I can replace all of these items, but I can't replace my life. And he's acting insane. So as I ran out to my car, I heard him get his gun from his nightstand um, I'm going to try not to get emotional because when I replay this night in my head, it's, um, traumatizing. Um, so I hopped in my car and I tried to drive off as fast as I could. And that's when I heard him shooting towards my car, which later he sweared he was just shooting into the sky to scare me. But regardless, this man was shooting a gun because of me. Um, 
over nothing. So I stayed with my friend, the one that was waiting on me. I stayed with her that night because I was too embarrassed to call my parents and tell them what had happened. They knew he was a piece of shit and they could see it. Everyone could see it. I just couldn't see it. So I didn't want to prove everyone right, basically. And after a long night of crying and freaking out about what to do, I decided just to call them to see if they could bring our trailer or enclosed trailer from home and help me get all my stuff, even though most of it was ruined and broken from his temper tantrum. And side note, it did end up raining that night. So a lot of the stuff that was out in the yard ended up getting damaged because it was soaking wet. And I didn't tell them exactly what had happened. I got there um, before they did to pick up most of the stuff before they arrived. And I knew he'd be gone at work. So I had a couple hours to like clean some stuff up and get my stuff and move out. I also needed to grab my dog that he told me not to take because he wanted to claim that it was his dog. And I'm using quotations um, since he was the one who picked him up. Like he got him from KFC parking lot. And I want to say he paid like $100 for him. But after that, like I bought all of his food, his bed, took him to the vet, did all of his vaccines. I took care of the dog. I raised the dog. I had bonded with him. He was my baby. Um, So I knew he wasn't going to be taken care of there and he would witness even worse things than he already had. And so, yeah, my baby was going home with me. So we got all my damaged stuff and we moved me back to my parents' house. And I was probably like 22 at this point maybe. Um, but once everything had settled, a couple days had passed, the guy reaches out, um, and I'm a mess in these couple days. You know, I'm embarrassed. I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. I'm confused. I, I mean, so many emotions. It was just a toxic cycle. Um, but he reaches out and I heard his sob story. He never meant for that to happen. It was the steroids. He would never do it again. But he also blamed me for it even happening to begin with because I shouldn't have gone out. And like I said, I was brainwashed. So I quickly forgave this man, this man who shot a fucking gun at me. I forgave him. Stupid. I wish I could grab my shoulders and just shake my younger self out of her stupidity. So from this point on, we were pretty much on and off in our relationship there was a lot of bad times, a lot of good times. Um, it was just a roller coaster. And it went on way longer than I'd like to admit. And towards the end of all this, when I was finally trying to move on, like I, I finally am like, okay, this chapter is closed. It had been probably a few weeks, maybe even a month at this point. I decided to go to a party with a friend that was a guy who I did have a crush on, but nothing was happening at this time. Like, we weren't dating or anything. And the first person I see when we walk through the front door of the house of this party was my psycho roided out ex. And sure enough, here flies a beer bottle at my head. <laughs> it missed, thank God, because I ducked. But, yep, he tried to smoke me in the head with it. And now this party was at a mutual friend's house, but I did not expect him to be there. I was not purposefully like stirring shit up, bringing a new guy around. But anyway, he throws a fit. He tries to hurt me. He tries to pick a fight with the guy. And then we are asked to leave. 
not the guy causing the problems and hurting a female in front of how many men were there. And now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, what a bunch of pussies. Because they didn't ask him to leave because they were all scared of him. And they didn't do a damn thing to support me or protect me. And to this day, I think some of them are still in like my mutual friend group. And I think of how shitty that is that I accepted them to stay in my life. But anyway, that's besides the point. This was my like final straw. So after that happened, the next day I went to the courthouse. I had to go to like three different police stations to file reports on things that had happened to get a restraining order. It was a whole process. Um, I had to get a court date for a judge to sign off on it. And I'm a young girl going through this with like no direction of how or what to do. Nobody teaches you this. No one teaches you how to navigate a situation like domestic violence and abuse. Um, And I wish I could say that this is where I learned my lesson doing all of this, but it isn't. My next relationship turned out to be just as toxic in a different way. But it ended up with that guy spending a night in jail. And that's a story for a different day. Just sharing this story today is exhausting enough. And I'm sure there's so much more that happened that I left out. But keep in mind, my brain has blocked out a lot of it. Like, just to keep me moving forward. I had to let go of a lot of the hate and the anger I had. Because all it was doing was making my life harder, not theirs. And they didn't deserve any of my feelings, good or bad. So, yeah, um, there was, like I said, a lot of bad times, lots of cheating, lots of abuse, um, lots of gaslighting and brainwashing. And um, I think that guy continued to live the same life and do the same things to other women that I have heard about. And I hope he's better now. I hope he treats his current wife better. Um, No one deserves to go through what I went through, but I know it is way more common than people think. Um, So if this podcast episode resonates with you, if you're currently stuck in a similar situation, please reach out to me. Or if you have a tribe, let them know you need help. Don't lose hope. There are better days coming. I'm going to have our Instagram page up and running as soon as possible, so you can privately message me for help. I can hold your hand. I can walk you through these hard steps. These are steps you have to take to move forward, and I want to help you. When you're not navigating alone, I promise it's a lot less scary. So thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to you guys again soon. If you or someone you know is struggling with domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. There is help available 24-7. The number is 1-800-799-7233. You can also text START, that's S-T-A-R-T, to the number 88788.